Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hole in One Show podcast. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Welcome in. We are just over two weeks away from filming season five of the Hole in One Show. I'm going to take you through here uh, the rundown of the shows and also the qualifying dates. Here it is. The first show is going to be Maple River. Second show, Fargo Country Club. Then the Fargo Open. We're going to be qualifying at Sweet Shots. The Club Challenge, Moorhead Country Club, is in to defend their title. We have to find another country club to take them on. Then the Junior Championship, Leonard, the North Dakota Nine Hole, the Veterans Golf Association, Riverwood, the Bismarck Show, and then the Season 5 Championship. New this year in Season 5, we're going to be filming all nine episodes in one day on September 17th at the Fargo Country Club, the beautiful 7th hole. It's going to be a beautiful venue. We were out there yesterday doing some testing with the track man and just seeing how the ball looked against the trees. It is going to be great. And if it's blowing 30 miles an hour, we'll at least have some protection from the trees. And people make hole-in-ones on that hole all the time, and I sure hope it happens uh, when we're filming the show. Now, you want to get on the show? This is your chance. Here's four open public qualifying dates to get on the show. Uh, this coming Monday, Labor Day, September 4th, we're going to be at Maple River Golf Club in Mapleton from 2 to 5. They have the Labor Day uh, big tournament out there, so that's perfect. 2 to 5, we'll have the qualifier. Now, that, will, that qualifier will be on the ninth hole where we filmed the first four seasons of the show. Thursday, September 7th, we're going to be out in Bismarck on the driving range at Riverwood from 2.30 to 5.30. And then Tuesday, September 12th, we'll be at Sweet Shots in Fargo from 3 to 6. And Thursday, September 14th, our last chance qualifier is going to be at the North Dakota Nine Holes Show at Leonard Country Club. We will qualify. We did last year. Uh, the last time we were at Leonard, we qualified on the eighth hole, par three. I'm sure we'll go back to that hole. And it'll be great to be out there with the Plachinskis Again, now, promised uh, last week, I promised an update on the North Dakota Open. I tell you what, Dave Lorenz, our, our green superintendent at the FCC, had the place perfect. It was rock hard. It was uh, firm and fast. The greens were rolling smooth, and the rough was long, and it, it was a true, true test. And uh, clearly, it was for me. Uh, I haven't played golf in a month, so I did qualify going into it. The, the, the expectations were low. But I tell you what, it is so tough to get into a golf tournament. And even though you haven't played and you're being honest with yourself and the expectations are low, like the competitor in you is like, I cannot believe I just made a three putt on number two to par the second hole of the tournament. And I was just, I was a head case from there on out. I'm like, I've wasted one shot. I, I need to get every shot I possibly can because I don't know where the ball's going. And I can't three putt par fives to start the tournament. So and then it, then it played difficult. And I get around the back nine. I make some good pars, but it was just a struggle. I shot 75 the first round and then turned around the next morning and all great intentions to play great. I get out of bed and I can't even move. I mean, I tell you what, 40 hits a little different if you only play golf about once a month. To play golf back-to-back -back days, the second day, I got in the range and it's just, I was just, I was locked up, man. I don't even know what to say. I was locked up and I had, oh, I'm like, I just want to play good. I know what to do and my body was just not there. So I shot 75, 74, disappointing, five over par on the home course. I think the cut was one under par. Uh, the golf course was perfect. Uh, De Lorenz, like I said, had it great, and uh, there was some good play. And I, I tell you what, the the feedback from all the pros and the in the top level amateurs was the golf course was great. It was a perfect test, and it's what you want to see. You know, kind of a it was almost like a U.S. Open esque. I mean, uh, you want to see that test, and you want to have to think your way around the golf course. And on Friday and Sunday, it blew 
you know, 10 to 20 miles an hour. It would gust a little bit. So you really had to, to pay attention on really every single shot out there. Uh, congratulations to North Dakota State uh, golfer Ian Simonich. He shot six under for the tournament, and he won the event. He made a clutch eight-footer on the last hole to win the tournament, so congratulations to him. And he was in the hunt last year as well. He was in one of the final groups. So I tell you what, Ian's playing really well, and I, I, I think he's doing it without an ACL. I think he blew out a knee, and he's just kind of sucking it up, and he's figuring it out, and he's played great golf. And then our professional champion was Andre Metzger. This guy is no... Uh, no stranger to the winner's circle, for sure, on the mini-tour level. He Monday qualifies a lot for Corn Tour events, uh, Corn Ferry Tour events, and uh, he actually qualified, Monday qualified into uh, the Waste Management this, this past February. But this was Andre's fourth time winning the Bobcat North Dakota Open, thir third time in the last four years. So he definitely knows where to hit around that golf course, and he had a three-shot lead coming in the last hole. This was pretty interesting. He had a three-shot lead coming in the last hole, and he hit it left into the stuff. Now, uh, we put the penalty area up near the fairway because say, we have some erosion. We're just like, we're going to call that penalty area. It has a little bit of a Pete Dye look from the tee. And from, you know, viewing from the green, there's no way of knowing if that was a hook or if he hit it straight into the stuff. Because if he hit it straight into the stuff, he would have to re-tee and hit three. And that, that makes things a little bit interesting. Well, they went up there, and there was a long deliberation. Essentially, in that situation, it's up to, uh, to Andre and his two playing partners to really come to a consensus as the group as to where the drop is. Can he drop up there where you know they deem that the ball crossed the, the penalty area line? Or did it not cross up there? Does he have to re-tee? So they went up to the area. They looked for the ball. They ended up going back to the tee, and there was a good 10 minutes where they were on the tee deciding really where did this ball cross? And if it crossed here in front of this red line, right in front of the tee box, then that means it would have crossed up there uh, near the fairway. Long story short, he was able to drop up front and had a chance to get his uh, third shot on the green. He hit his third shot over the green, got it on, and two-putted for double bogey to win by one. So it was pretty interesting watching that play out. It was high drama. You don't know it was going to be high drama because he had a three-shot lead coming in the last hole. But it was high drama, and uh, Andre Metzger again is the Bobcat North Dakota Open champion. Thanks to Bobcat for their support of the tournament. Thanks to the members of the Fargo Country Club for hosting. And uh, congratulations. I'm glad the Village Family Service Center, another great donation uh, towards a great cause. Now, we got a, just after we finished the tournament, and I because I missed the cut, I was just like a tweeter. I go out there and I just follow, follow the tournament and try and document all the cool things people are doing the final round and the interesting stories and you know try and capture any drama that there is coming down the stretch. Well, I get into the main bar there at the Fargo Country Club and Trevor Opime's at the bar having a bump and I'm like, what's happening? He's like, you won't believe what just happened. My son Cooper is down in Arizona. They just made a hole in one. I'm like, oh, cool. He goes on 17. I said, where? At TPC Scottsdale. I said, what? Well, 17 is a par four. A par four, a hole in one on a par four. And so he took me, he showed me this video and this video is incredible. It's Cooper at the helm and they are running. Jay Connell and Cooper Opheim are both Fargo South graduates and Jake hit the shot from 298 yards and instantly just left the cart, just boom, started running. Cooper was narrating and when they got to the green, 
chaos ensued. And that is, as soon as I saw that, I said, hey, Trevor, we got to get the boys on the podcast. So this is now and then right here. I'd like to welcome in Jake Honnell and Cooper Opheim to the Hole in One Show podcast. Guys, this is your podcast. It is the Hole in One Show, and I cannot believe what I just saw. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Dave. Tell me, tell me about the shot. Tell me about the whole situation of, of how this came about. Yeah, so we obviously played the famous 16th hole right before, and I'm the only guy in the group not to get a par, so I'm a little bit bummed out. <laughs> it's our first time ever. It's my first time ever playing there. I've gone and watched the last last couple years, so fun to get out there for the first time, and uh, definitely disappointed not to get a par on 16. Sure. But uh, yeah, we go go up to the 17th hole. I'm the last one to tee off. Uh, holes play in dead center, um, right behind the sand trap, and I had the driver out. I just went for it. Um, said, saw it was a good drive. One of the other guys said it sounded good, but he didn't keep watching, mm-hmm. and I just saw the ball here. And uh, I said, th- I said, I think it just went in. That's when, when Cooper also saw it too. So let me yeah, ask- we gave each other. Oh, go let, ahead. Sorry. Let me ask you: did, When was the hole? Was the actual hole location visible from the tee or not? Was it behind a bunker? It was just slightly to the left of the bunker, so you could see the hole. Cooper, tell me about it. We get up to the box, I tee off, put it to twelve feet. Obviously, no <laughs> one seemed to care about that. <laughs> but yeah, I got in the cart right away because. Uh, we're golfing with two other guys who aren't very good, so Jake's really the last one to go. Sure. And I figured Jake would hit a good drive. There's not really any trouble besides that left water. And so I see him hit, and then I look at the ball, hits before the green, and then I saw it disappear. And then I look over, and Jake has the look in his eyes. And <laughs> uh, we yes. both were just like, let's go. Like, <laughs> this might be magical. <laughs> and so you took off jake i don't know about your workout routine but 298 yards is not like down to, i mean that's not you know around a corner yeah. you gotta go and you just did you hump it yeah. the whole way yeah i think uh part of the video you can see i run over towards cooper's car and it's like man can i hop in with you guys i'm getting exhausted here. and he said no you gotta just keep running this thing out oh my gosh so how uh so you get up to the green right and you don't see the ball and you narrate that we might have a hole in one on a par four. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. Then you run up to the hole and all just, it's just nowhere. chaos. How much fun was that? Just elation. It's nowhere. Yeah, it was, it was so fun. We've been having a good time being out there, but you start to get to the end of the round. The heat starts getting you a little bit and just being in the moment, celebrating with the guys. It was, it was so much fun. So, you know, obviously that's the, the home of the famous waste management Phoenix Open. And uh, all the obviously, it's a huge infrastructure for the tournament in February. Is there anything in place right now, or is it just a wide open golf course? Uh, it's it's wide open. I don't think they set up the like stands and stadiums for another couple months now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when they start charging the real money when the the weather's real nice then. But we played it in the middle of the summer. It's still very nice conditioned course. They just punched the greens, but they micro punched them, so greens were rolling at like twelves. It was it was a beautiful day minus the 110 degree heat. Yeah, so let's talk about the heat. What's it like playing golf in Arizona this time of year? Uh, you guys are Fargo South grads. You uh, all are also NDSU grads. You live together like you you told me off camera uh, for a couple of years as roommates, and now your roommates down in Arizona. Uh, what's it like playing golf in Arizona in the middle of the uh, the summer? And what are the rates? Because I know the rates are ridiculous in the winter. What is it like right now? Yeah, rates. Rates are still a little bit higher than they were the past couple summers. I think golf's just gotten to be such a popular sport that mm-hmm. so many people have picked it up. 
Um, Coop has a, a pass out there at TPC, so we got it for a discount of around $90, but normally it's about 210 to play it right now. Um, so rates rates are still up there a little bit. It's not like playing golf in Fargo, but we try and get out as much as we can and uh, bear through the heat to, to go out and play some golf. Are you guys like living down there? Yeah, yeah. it beats shoveling snow every weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, let's talk about the, let's talk about the the post party. I mean, when you make a one on a par four, so you obviously played eighteen. You went in. Did you? What did you do? Did you tell the golf shop? Like, what was your first step? You obviously, you send a text to your dad. And I'm sure your phones were blowing up for the rest of the night. They probably still are. But let's talk about what happened after uh, the one. Yeah. Uh, first thing, we had to go back and get one of the carts that we left at the tee box. So we made our way back there, but the guys behind us. They totally understood. Oh, yeah. Um, what were they thinking? I suppose there's a packed golf course. What do they think when you're coming back? They must have loved it. <laughs> yeah, they, they were pretty excited for us and totally understanding that we're going to take a little extra time on that hole to celebrate it. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so you get off the golf course and then what? Yeah, well, first of all, um, I was so in the moment, I actually hit my golf ball on the 18th hole, the, the magical one that oh. got me the hole-in-one. But <laughs> luckily... Water up the whole left side, but luckily I piped it down the middle. So we got oh to, my I gosh! My if you would hit the water and you realize that, wait a minute, that was just I, would you have got, would you have gone in? Like honestly, would you have uh, at gone that in? Point, at, that point, at that point, I would have been fishing for it at least. Yeah, so for sure. So you, you uh, finished yeah, around. We get up to the clubhouse. The guys are super excited for us. They gave me a flag. Um, Going to sign that and frame that somewhere. They were all real excited. They wanted to watch the video with us. Um, and then we were going to have a, a relaxing Sunday, just hang out in the air conditioning a little bit. But uh, <laughs> we went to the pool and, and just celebrated there for the for the afternoon. Good for you. Uh, has the phone been blowing up? You've been telling your, your buddies. I mean, the, the video is great. It's been fun to share that with a lot of friends and family and uh, definitely a day we won't forget. Well, I know you guys are uh, obviously big golfers and you follow golf. The six rider cow. I, t- I told you we want to talk about this. The six Ryder Cup picks just came out. What do you think of uh, Captain Johnson? Captain Johnson's picks. I honestly don't hate the JT pick. I really? think he's kind of a vibes guy on the team. Okay, um, plays well with Spieth. Couldn't he um, been? A, could could he have yeah. not just been like a team manager? I mean, drink drink beer and hang out with the guys the whole week. I mean, does he have to tee it up? Uh, I'm just just asking. He's better on the course, I think. And oh. ever, as golfers, we all know that one round, the Ryder Cups is st- still a few months away. So one round, JT goes out, figures it out. I think he's going to be in prime shape come Ryder Cup Don't time. you think it's a little European team-ish from the from the yesteryear of bringing on guys who maybe didn't play the best, but they have uh, Ryder Cup experience and they have teammates who who are have played well enough to guarantee their spot on the team and they're going to be good. You know, I think of Ian Poulter or – and maybe a, a down year for Serge. I, you know, the guys that have always played, is this kind of one of those uh, comfortable picks that, that the, the you know, the United States team is now going with? Yeah, probably. I would say it's turning into a little bit of a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see if, like, Keegan Bradley, if he made it, or one of the other guys that were up there at the end of the year. But hopefully he can figure out his game before the Ryder Cup comes, and hopefully that atmosphere of the Ryder Cup will kind of kick it into gear for him. Yeah. I, I, I really like the odds of the U.S. this year. European team looks good, but USA. Yeah, you got it. Absolutely. So are you are you guys more Ryder Cup guys or Masters? I mean, I think it's one or the other. I mean, nobody's going to say, uh, you know, 
the Puerto Rico Open's their favorite. I mean, is it is it uh, is it Ryder Cup or the Masters for you guys? Well, uh, speaking on Jake here, he has another stroke of luck that he might want to tell you. What? Yeah, uh, obviously putting in tickets for the last handful of years to go, and I got, I got the email this year that my dad and I are going to go see it uh, in person here next spring. Jake, so, Jake, big time, ma- Jake, big time Masters guy. Hey man, um, you're on a heater. Having a bit. Of- yeah, you're I having a buy a lot of. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you know, you're not that far from Vegas. You're on a heater. I would drive a little north and uh, figure it out because you're going to the Masters. You yeah. just made a one on 17 at TPC Scottsdale. That's pretty doggone cool. Um, I what yeah, what about uh, Keegan? I play with Keegan in the, actually in the Puerto Rico Open, uh, and I play with him a couple times. He is he was he was hot. He obviously won uh, near his home. And I think he's the he's kind of the main guy that is the first guy on the outside looking in, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think he also spoke about it publicly, so that kind of puts, like, you feel bad for the guy. He had such a good comeback this year and had such a good year as far as winning, too. But it's it's kind of... It is what it is at this point. We yeah. got to trust Mr. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, well, and you know what? Let's say, you're, you, let's say you are the captain of the Ryder Cup. I mean, you have to make decisions to win right it, it, you know it, maybe it is yep. a popularity contest but you he's making a decision like he doesn't want to be a losing Ryder Cup captain I mean he's going with what he thinks is going to be the best team for the USA exactly so um, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun watching that and guys congratulations on the one I appreciate you joining us on the hole in one show podcast uh, what's next what, what, what are you guys doing down in Arizona share a little bit about yourself yeah, we both uh, decided to move out here uh, after college. We just graduated from NDSU and uh, just wanted to switch it up and, and try living down here. We both had good opportunities to come work down here, and uh, we've had a great time. So playing a lot of golf, um, hanging out at the pool. We're ready for football season. We're both locked into that, so we'll be spending a lot of time on our couch here in the next right. few weeks. That's right. It starts this week. I've got my TCU shirt on here, uh, my horn for right here. My Horn Frogs, uh, they take on their home. They're taking on a home game against Colorado. They're hosting Prime. They're hosting Prime's first first coaching experience with Colorado. Uh, Eleven a.m. Saturday morning. It's going to be 125 degrees in Fort Worth, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And we have hey, we've got Nebraska in Minnesota. Uh, well, it's Thursday, so it was the day after you know day before this podcast comes out. But who, who's your team, guys? Who's your team? Who do you follow? Uh, I'm more of a NFL guy, so I'm diehard Vikings along with Jake here. There we go. Um, but as far as college, just my alma mater, uh, NDSU. I like mm-hmm. to see them succeed. Or uh, Scottsdale Fighting Artichokes. I went there for a year <laughs> in college golf. So Go Artichokes. Go Chokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Good to have you on, and uh, congrats again. And, hey, when I get down there in Arizona over the new year, let's get together and play some golf. Where do you play golf when it's busy? We play all over the place. I think we've played probably over 30 courses together since, we, since we've been here the last two years. We're just trying to get out anywhere we can. Last question, Jake. Did you have to buy the entire course around, or what's that, how's, what's that deal? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an expensive afternoon, but you can't put a price on that. So uh, it's all worth it. In the and end. that golf ball, I assume, is going to get a little mantle spot, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. Take care. Yeah, take care, Dave. Awesome. All right, folks, after this, we have Larry Lanier on a 32 Custom Creations 
brand new ferals, anything you want. Really, really cool. We'll be right back after this. Any bank can tell you they have a rock-solid commitment to agriculture. Bell can prove it. To this day, every Bell Bank branch is partially built with rocks we've picked from our founder's farm. But our roots in ag have grown more than a few offices. They've shaped who we are and formed our entire approach to banking. Let us prove it to you as you grow your farm and prepare your legacy for the next generation. Bell Bank, committed to ag. Golf to me is patience. It's weird to say, but golf is life. It is, it's the ultimate game of life. You know, it's an individual sport. You have to put in a lot of work to get minimally better. That's kind of the beauty of it. You come back to improve. That's why I love golf is just every shot is, is different. That next round, that next shot, you know it could be that start of a story. I don't even want to say a game, it's more than a game. Welcome back, everyone, to the Hole-in-One Show podcast. That was awesome, having Jake and Cooper on the show. I mean, can you imagine the elation of a, num- a hole-in-one on a par-4, especially a famous par-4, the 17th the TPC Scottsdale. Good to have those guys on, and i got to catch up with those guys when it uh, get down there around the New Year and play some golf. That seemed like a fun group to be a part of, so good job to those guys, and uh, it was great having them on. Now I'd like to welcome in uh, Larry Larimer. He is the owner, creator, and uh, it is a growing business, 32 custom creations. Go ahead and get on Instagram right now. This is really, really cool. 32 custom creations. Uh, Larry and I connected, just uh, you saw the hole-in-one show, and he connected with me, and we, we started talking and looking at how cool these ferals are. He makes these custom ferals. And I joke with him, he sent me a, some samples in like a tackle box, and I don't know if he knew this or not, but I'm a TCU Horn Frog, and there was like the Oklahoma Sooners, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. I was like, "This is great, but man, well, come on, I need my I need my Horn Frogs." No, but this is really, really this yeah. is yeah, this is really cool, and I'd like to welcome in Larry. Larry, welcome to the Hole in One Show podcast, bud. Well, hello, Dave. I appreciate you having me on, and it's all it's an honor, and uh, glad you like the stuff. I'll be, I'll be sure to get something that's a little bit more suitable for you as far as your team. <laughs> Larry, you got a really cool story. Talk about where you're. Where this uh, where this business? You're in North Dakota. What what uh, you know? How'd you find yourself in in uh, Western North Dakota? Well, I moved up uh, in in uh, ten uh, with the oil and gas industry and uh, put in some roots out there west of Kildare. Fell in love with the place and uh, yeah, I, I, I've been out here since ten. Um, put some roots down west of Kildare. I I got kids going to Kildare school and okay. I'm uh, I'm proud to be a North Dakotan as long as you guys will have me. <laughs> well, talk about this business. This is interesting. Uh, you, you know, you you're six eight, and from my understanding, you wanted to build some clubs for yourself, and you just happened to fall into the club building business. Yeah, it was actually uh, my son who kind of started this all off. Um, I've I've had a, a passion with golf for a long time, and uh, it kind of fell away for a while. And uh, I caught wind that my son wanted to join the uh, the golf club in Kildare. And I thought, well, this is awesome. My dad golfed. Actually, I have his clubs. He's since passed, but uh, I thought this would be really neat. Um, I can go play golf with my son. And uh, so I thought, well, I need to get some clubs built. So I'll get into club building and started building my own set of clubs, getting things measured and figuring everything out. And then I was like, man, I need a ferrule. Man, it would be really cool to find a Kilder Cowboy logo on a ferrule. I'll just go to the internet. The internet's got everything. So I go on there and uh, 
I couldn't find any custom ferals with images in them. They do rings and all sorts of stuff like that, which is cool. And I thought, man, this is a why don't they make this? So yeah. I, after staring at my pickup truck, you know, the dash has got colored plastic all over in it. And I thought, well, I'll figure it out. And so here we are. I got it figured out, started putting them on my son's clubs and mine. And, and yeah, I, that was a few years back. And then uh, I got real serious about it back in February. I thought, you know, I'll just kind of throw the gauntlet down and sure. try to carve, carve out a, a place for me in this industry. And, and uh, so far it's, it's starting to take off. It's, seems to be a really neat niche that i had found and yeah we're just going to run this horse until she quits that's great well hey uh it's a it's a cool story you behind the name of the company three two custom creations go ahead and share you know uh why what what the what's the three two mean oh uh, well i'm a junior my mm -hmm. son's the third and it was a joke we were actually i, I built computers and stuff too kind of in my off time for fun and uh, i was building one with my son and uh, we were working together. Man, it'd be really neat to have a company, wouldn't it? And it just kind of started from there. And then uh, it's like, what do we call it? And, you know, you're batting names around. I'm like, what about 3-2 Custom Creations? That's cool. And he thought he, he liked the sound of that, and I liked it too. And it stuck. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's what it is. And now you're, so, yeah, do, now you're doing this. Oriented. You're doing this, what, out of your kitchen? I mean, this is your one-man one show <laughs> here, right? Is that is that right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do it all out of the house, not necessarily the uh, the kitchen, but uh, <laughs> I do get caught with golf clubs in the uh, dishwasher from time to time. You got to clean them up, and um, yeah, I, <laughs> nice. Yeah, my wife's understanding too. You know, you break clubs apart, and it's uh, it works pretty well. Throw them in the dishwasher with some soap, and kind of let let it do its thing. And it's also a fun conversational piece too. What's the crazy? But, uh, yeah, I do it all out of the house. And how do how do people reach out Go to ahead. you? How do they find you? Um, Larry at 32customcreations.com, um, or you can go to 32customs.com. Um, the, the contact info is on there as well. Instagram, I'm on Facebook, um, Twitter. I'm not very good at all that social media, but we, uh, we take a crack at it. Well, you're going to be with, this is announcing right now, partnering with the Hole in One Show podcast. I appreciate it. This is awesome. So folks, oh, if you want to get, no, this if you want to connect with, uh, get your own custom ferals built. Go ahead and uh, email uh, Larry at 32customs.com and uh, use promo showed HIO show to get 25% off either 10 or 15 set of these ferals. Now, 10, uh, the 10 ferals was $65 and a set of 15 is $85, correct? Correct. Yeah, so use, use promo code HIO show and get 25% off. Now, what's the craziest ask you've ever had to, to design? It was probably just recently. Um there's a grip company that wanted some grips done and um, they were um, interesting to say the least. Um, it had some paraphernalia on there that, you know, it's, it is what it is, but that was probably the most wild one that, uh, that I got. So, I suppose you have, I, I mean, suppose, his own. yeah, I suppose a lot of the requests are uh, alma maters, right? You know, colleges or professional, professional teams, I would imagine. Um, it's a gamut of a lot of stuff. I there's uh, people have really great ideas for things. Um, animal prints. Um, I just did one for a guy. It kind of emulated the uh, Buffalo Bills colors and like a zebra print. Sure. Um, checkerboards. Uh, yeah, it's it's you're you're almost limited uh, by your imagination. If you can dream it up, we could probably put it on there. Quite the skill. Quite the skill. So what's the what's in the what's in store for the future? What's the next step? You know, you said since February we've started. You've started to have a lot of partnerships, and uh, I mean, you're gonna have to. 
You're gonna have to hire somebody pretty quick. I mean, this is you got a lot of stuff going on. What's the, what's the what's yeah, your what's yeah, your been, most uh, what's, what's your most exciting partnership that you've put together so far? Other than the hole in one show, Dave. Yeah, other than that, other than the hole in one show, podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, I would say probably uh, Birdie Golf. Okay, that was a pretty interesting one to get wrapped up with. Uh, really excited to get get started with those guys. I sent them some samples, and then a few days later, they called me and told me that half the samples were sold already, and we needed to get some more out there. So that's that's probably the most exciting one that I can think of offhand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Partnered with some guys out in Southern California, Florida, um, here at home. It's, so. getting, it's getting off the ground. It's getting off the ground. I love the connection with you and your son. I mean, you guys can share this. And I think you you you'd mentioned you hope he gets into it a little bit. Uh, you know, take it over one day. Is that the is that the plan? What what year is he in school? Uh, he just he's a sophomore now. Yeah, I do my best not to push it on him. Mm -hmm. I, I I hope. He kind of takes to it organically. You know, you don't want to force anything on anybody. Plus, he's real busy at school and, you know, all the sports and extracurricular activity he's involved in. So, you know, it's maybe we're, we're hoping he comes around, but, you know. Well, Larry, uh, fellow North Dakotan, this is cool. This is really cool. And I tell you what, you got plenty of time in the winter to build these ferals, right? So. Let's uh, let's get Larry some yeah. uh, some orders, and again, use uh, promo code HIO show and get twenty five percent off some custom ferals. Reach out and uh, connect with Larry. Hey, thanks for being on the Hole in One Show. This was fun. It was a pleasure, Dave. I look forward to doing it further. You bet, bud. Thanks a lot. Take All care. right, all right, folks. Now I want to preview a segment we are going to start next week on the Hole in One Show podcast. We're going to call it. Uh, we got to figure it out. So, foamy football Friday, something like that, maybe. Um, a buddy of mine, Casey Crumwoody, we played high school football together. I was a quarterback. He was a wide receiver. He's wide receiver one. Best hands I've ever played with than anybody. You throw anything in his vicinity, he was catching it. And we, uh, he's a big Nebraska Cornhusker fan, and I'm obviously a big TCU fan. So we're going to talk some college football at the end of each uh, podcast going forward during the football season. We'll give you some picks. I think TCU this week is, I think they're a 20-point favorite. I don't know. I mean, I think there's like 56 players who transferred in to play for prime. Who knows? I mean, I, I 20 points. I just, obviously I'm, I'm for the frogs, but there is such an unknown with uh, the Buffaloes with prime at the helm. It's going to be very interesting to watch this first week. And so we're not going to start the football segment of the whole in one show quite yet. We, we need a, we need a week to really see the landscape of college football uh, the, the Cornhuskers, they are at Minnesota on Thursday, so that'll be a huge opener. Uh, can't wait to watch that. And then we have the Frogs and the Buffaloes at TCU on Saturday at 11 o'clock Central. So Casey Crumwoody is going to be my guest every podcast, at the end of every podcast, uh, going forward for the football season, and we're going to just have a lot of fun. We're going to probably go, you know, have a beer afterwards. I mean, it's called Foamy Football Fridays, right? So it's kind of a rule. I mean, it's a rule. And so it's going to be fun to have Casey on, and we're just going to keep having fun, bringing new stories to you, whether it's golf or football or interesting stories like a hole-in-one on a par four or a really cool new business based out of Kildare, North Dakota, with 32 custom creations. Thanks again for being with us on the Hole-in-One Show podcast, and we can't wait to see you next week.